Have you ever been so depressed that you can't even come up with an intro for your own podcast? <laughs> we have, and that's why this week we're just diving right into it. But first, this is the Fitmas where together we learn to develop habits that help us live beyond our mental health struggles to create happier, healthier lives. He's Zach. He lives in the future with his anxiety. He's Jeremy, and he lives in the past with his depression. And we get together once a week in the present to share the obstacles we face and how we overcome them. Well, Jeremy, I think for this episode, I need to put my Eeyore costume on because it's been... You want to borrow mine? A little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been... I've had like... A, it's just been a very interesting like two or three months in my life. Mm -hmm. There's just been a whole bunch of events that have happened and I hit a spot just a few days ago where just overwhelm of all of the little things that were like, you know, I mean, some were big things, but like all the things that have been happening to me over the last few months really just like hit a spot yeah. on Saturday. And I'm not going to go into any of the details again. I'm still like working through them myself, but I like, I went into this, like I, I hit a low point on Saturday and like, I really, really felt bad on Saturday, like to the point where like I was supposed to help a friend of mine and like, I couldn't even pull myself together to do that yeah. and like canceled. And I didn't want to talk to anyone. I ended up like I went to the gym and I did all the things and none of it really helped. And I was just like, I just wanted to crawl back into bed and I had to take care of my daughter. Like it was just a really, really low point. Like I don't suffer from depression quite like you do, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, maybe two or three times a year. Like I hit that moment where I'm just like, what the fuck is life worth living yeah, for yeah. feeling? And I had that, um, not too long ago, like a few days ago. And of course I reached out to you and I was like, Hey man, can we talk? And you didn't even call me back. I know. I'm such a dick. I'm the worst. What a dick. <laughs> I did try. Like, hey. I, I tried to like schedule it, but you know, life, family, kids, things get in the way, time zones, lots of excuses, but yeah. Yeah. Failed, yeah no, I you just, you, you left me out in the cold to, uh, to take totally care of this myself, failed. which, you know, again, like, again, I'm not going to talk about the details, but what I am going to talk about is like, how I handled the situation yeah. and how I ran through it. And while you didn't call me back, asshole, the one thing that I did was like, I reached out to a friend of mine and like, I have other compensating controls that I can take care of this. Like, and I dealt with it and I got through it and I'm, it's okay. But you know, we talk all the time about like, how do we get through these things? How do we even live in a life that's so messy? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you and I talk about this shit for five years. We've been talking about, you know, ways to cope with depression and ways to cope with anxiety and ways to cope with all this stuff. And it still happens and it's always going to happen. And just knowing that, knowing that there's going to have, there's going to be lows, there's going to be highs and knowing how to deal with those. I think that's, you know, one of the things that I really want people to know that just learning to deal with these situations doesn't make them go away, right. but it will get better if you do the right thing. So you know, I went and worked out. I did some yoga. I did breathing exercises. I did some journaling. You know, I listened to some podcasts that were like kind of upbeat. What I didn't do was like doom scroll on Instagram or, you know, well, I did a little emotional eating, not a lot, just a, a just little, enough. like I suggested we go get ice cream. And my daughter was like, of course, right. let's go get ice cream. Great idea, dad. Yeah. That, <laughs> but hey, it's that, seven o'clock in the morning. I know. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's totally going to happen. And I'm still kind of in a funk though. Sure. Like even, you know, it's been days. I'm still in a bit of a funk, but I'm also like coming back quickly because I realized 
the things that are happening to me, those things are not me, right? And a lot of the things that are happening, I can't control. I also realize that I have a busy schedule. I don't think I'm that busy, but then other people look at my schedule and they're like, how the fuck do you do all that? It's a crazy schedule. And sometimes I just need to stop mm -hmm. and like take a moment for myself. So anyone who has that busy schedule and you just like feel that, that overwhelm or you're, you're going down that hill, all of the things that we talk about, like it, it's so important to remember that you got to take a moment for yourself. You got to stop whatever it is. Like, I don't care about your responsibilities. You got to stop and take care of yourself first. Cause otherwise none of those responsibilities are going to get met. Yeah. I want to talk about the feeling of depression for a minute. And I mean, I think I fucking sucks. I think I displayed it more than I have on any other episode when we recorded uh, last week or so. Cause man, I, I was in the thick of it and the deadline was here and we had to go had to put a show together. And that's just, that's just where I was. And I couldn't, I couldn't get out of that darkness. So I want to start by sort of commending your ability to still use all the tools in, in the thick of it. Because in my case, when I'm there, rationally, logically, I know all the tools are there. The people I reach out to are like, it's okay, man, you have the tools. I know I have the tools. I ain't picking them up. It's not going to happen. There's, there is not, there is not enough strength in my body, my spirit, my mind to overcome the cloud and the darkness and the pain and the just uselessness of everything. I can sit there, you know, in my dark room by myself, wondering what it's all about, deciding if I give a shit and all the time go, just go to the gym. You'll feel better. Just go get in the cold water. You'll feel better. Just go take a walk. You'll feel better. Go hang out with somebody. You'll feel better. I know it. I logically, I, it all adds up. I agree with all of those thoughts and all of the advice that everybody's giving me. This too shall pass. Yeah, I know. Right now I want it to end. Yeah. Right? Like that is something that I don't know what the formula is. I don't know what the trick is. I don't know how to marry the logic with the pain that prevents action from happening. And so most of the time I have to just, I have to just tell myself, yes, you have those tools. Yes. They're available. Yes. They would make you feel better right now. You're sick and you need to rest, mm -hmm. sit here and rest. Let it work through your body. I don't know if that's the right answer. I don't know if that works for everybody. Sometimes it works for me, mm -hmm. but I, I have never been able to articulate or, or, you know, accurately convey the inability to take action, no matter how much knowledge I have about how to overcome it. Well, there's so many other reasons for it too. We've said it a lot, like it's the song, you know, mm -hmm. so once you get like, if you've spent a lot of time in that world, you get there and you're like, oh, this is a shitty place, mm -hmm. but it's also my comfort place. Yeah. Right. So you don't necessarily want to leave. And then like on the flip side of it, like, I mean, I've experienced this a couple of times in the past and, and I, I, I definitely catch a whiff of it in this latest round, but I also want to stay there until somebody notices yeah. that I, I'm hurting yeah. and I don't quite understand why I want to do that. Like I want, I just want them to notice. I don't want to have to go, Hey, Jeremy, can we talk? Because I'm in pain. Right. 
I just want people to notice that I'm in pain and come approach me and come save me. It's very weird. Um, I've, I've felt it stronger in the past mm -hmm. and there was a little whiff this last time, but that one always gets me. And then I'll stay in the pain longer, hoping somebody will notice. So that's interesting. Uh, there's this clip that goes around. I see it all the time of Jim Carrey talking about depression and what it means to be depressed. And he breaks it down to the two words, deep rest. Like it's your body's way of saying, I'm sick of playing this fucking character that you have to play all the time, time to rest. Right. So go into some deep rest from this character. And I think, you know, what I hear when you describe that feeling and, and I know it myself is wanting to be seen behind the character, mm -hmm. like wanting to not have to be that character to get attention, love, respect, whatever it is that you're lacking. And then the, the vicious part of this is you get into that space. And even when you do start to feel a little better, start to feel like, oh, okay, maybe I'm coming out of this for me. Anyways, there's this deep shame attached to the fact that I just went through it and I put everyone around me through it. And so that can re-trigger it where it's like, you, you, yeah. you weren't strong enough again. It beat you again. What a shameful thing. And it's just an easy way to go right back down into the pit and, and just have to claw your way back out all over again. And it is clawing out. Don't get me wrong. Like everyone experiences these moments on occasion. Like there's some people have like deep, deep depression. Like I know you struggle with it way more than I do. Like three times a year, I call you and be like, dude, I heard. Right. And that, by the way, I mean, whenever I, I get that text, I'm like, oh, it's bad. Cause like, we don't, we, we're never like, Hey, did you watch the football game? Like that, that doesn't, it's always like, dude, it's bad. We got to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't text you when I'm, when I'm feeling anxious because I would literally be texting you every three seconds. <laughs> boop, boop, so boop, phone blown you know. up. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I only get there a few times a year. Yeah. Right. It, like, and it, and it takes like this perfect storm, like really busy at work and like personal shit and like health stuff and like all of it has to come together for me and it shatters like a few times a year, but you said crawling out of it. And, you know, I don't know if I have experienced the kind of depression that you experience or that somebody who really, really battles with depression. I don't know if I've experienced it or not. I can say from my experience, when I do have those really deep ones, holy shit, like it is like you're hung over from it yeah. and there, it takes weeks to get back to normal. So I, I just want to call that out. Like you don't just go from like, oh, I, I decided to be happy. So I'm now not depressed anymore. Right. That flip takes days, if not weeks to get back to a normal state. If you've fallen down into one, it's no joke. Like people who have not experienced this to be like, just get over it. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. It is really hard. That's one of the things about like self-help stuff that just fucking pisses me off is when people are like, you get to choose your emotions. You get to choose how you respond to the world. No, you don't always. If you live with this, no, you don't. Logically, yeah. you can read that. And here's the thing is when you're in it, it's really tempting to escape and doom scroll and look at all the things and all the fucking quotes of everybody you follow. And it'll, there'll be something like that where it's like, you choose how you feel in the world. That's entirely up to you. No, it's fucking not. I'm sorry. It's not. And when you yeah. see that shit, it's just as toxic as the terrible shit you're already telling yourself, because now you're adding that, oh, it is just that simple. Normal people mm -hmm. can just feel better. Normal people can just go, oh, that's right. I can choose to just do a fucking tap dance right now. Oh, I can't believe I forgot I have this freedom. Oh, I'm such an idiot. It, oh man, that shit pisses me off when people try to try to minimize 
the pain that comes with living with this. Yeah. If you, if you are very, very deep in depression, like there's a level of depression that that stuff doesn't work for, yeah. and you have to have other tools in your tool bag. But I will say that like when, when you're not in that deep depression, like you do get the choice. Yeah, totally. Of, of responding like, you know, what? I could get angry about this or I could look at it as an opportunity. Right. right. It's, it's just when I just want to clarify, it's when you're in that deep despair mode, right. like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's different. You don't have that option, but normal life. Like I try and wake up and be like, Hey, I woke up today. I'm happy that I woke up. And that's my first thought every day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this morning. And it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> Definitely wasn't the day before. Might not be tomorrow. I will get, I will get back there in a couple of days, though. I promise. It is. It is funny how it how that happens. And for me, anyways, I, maybe this is true for other people that deal with it. But like, it affects everything. When even when you're coming out of it, whatever routines, whatever systems you have in place, if you if you're going to the gym at four thirty in the morning every day, you're eating right and all of the things, and then you hit that and you try to get out of it just putting all the pieces back together one brick at a time. It's brutal, man. And you, and you beat yourself up about that. Like, Oh, how come I couldn't get to the gym today? How come I couldn't just drink enough water today? How come I couldn't do all the other things I said I was going to do? And it's just, it's like any other recovery from any other illness. You need time to get there and to just let, let the Jenga pieces fall all over the table and just start <laughs> stacking them back up again and know that at some point it's going to fall again. And yep. so just be as prepared and keep doing all the things you can to put it off, manage it, deal with it, but it is always going to be there. And, you know, I actually, I wanted to, to mention to you when I was in the thick of it recently, I don't know how many times I have heard you say that you've made friends with your anxiety and you can thank it and, you know, push it aside <laughs> and all the things. And like, for, I literally it's, I've known you for 12 years and we've been talking about this for half of that time, if not more. For the first time in the middle of my last depression episode, I tried to thank it. I tried mm -hmm. to say, like, I get it. I need to rest. I need to calm did down. It, thank you. Did it, did it just bitch slap you? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it was kind of indifferent, but I had never tried it before. Yeah. And, and? and it's one of those things where, you know, something seems odd. Something seems weird every time before you do it for the first time. And then once you do it, you're like, okay, I can, I can try this again. Let's see if it's better. So, you know, I'll have to report back hopefully in a very long time uh, about how it works next time, but it got through, right? Like all the, all of the talks about you doing that. And I finally was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to see it as a separate entity. I'm going to try to thank it for whatever fucked up purpose it has in my life. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it, it's just important to try things and, and see what actually brings the relief that you need in those really difficult times. So I think we've been pretty real on this, this episode so far, and I'm going to get even realer. I just want everyone to know it's been a long, long time since my, I've had any bout of depression that has like actually had me thinking about not being on the earth anymore. Mm -hmm. I make jokes about it that like, that it got that bad, but it hasn't been that bad in a long, long time. I do want to acknowledge that like, it does get that bad for people. Mm -hmm. Pick up the phone, call someone, yeah. let them know that you are hurting, have them come see you. Like if you are in such a deep depressive state that you're thinking about harming yourself, call someone there's hotlines. I mean, seriously, you can call Jeremy and I, Yeah. 
not kidding, like get someone on the phone and just talk to them, get the help that you need and get it, you know, get it as quickly as you can. You might not feel better right away, but be vulnerable. Let people know that you're hurting so people can help you. I mean, I'll, I'll just add quickly. I have a text thread with a couple of guy friends of mine that when things are bad, I can just share with them. Hey, it's one of those times. Hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Like it can be something that simple and just having them respond with, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're hurting. I feel that I go through it too. You're going to be okay. This shall pass. Like all, all the stuff, just having a place for it to land so that it doesn't just live rent free in your head, spinning over and over again. Super helpful just to, mm -hmm. just to start the process of getting through it. But, you know, I think for me, one of the main things that I try to do with this is try to prevent it. I think it's one of those things that there's not a great pill. There's not a great thing that I can do in the middle of it. So the longer I can put it off through physical movement, moving that energy before it has the ability to just take up space in my body and shut me down. The more that I can move, the longer I go between episodes and the less powerful they are. I, I'll, you know, I also do crazy things like getting in icy cold water. I find that just that shock to my system sometimes can be enough to reset and, and try to move forward. And I've, I must've made this uh, reference a thousand times as I'm wearing my frozen t-shirt man, frozen <laughs> too. When Anna talks about just doing the next right thing, sometimes it literally is just go lay down. Sometimes it is take a walk outside. Sometimes it's open a window, like whatever the next right thing is, is sometimes that's all you can do to get through it. So one last thing before we, we wrap this up, I, you know, you said, you know, you've heard me say it a thousand times where I thank my anxiety and I'm friends with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. And I, you know, if, if nobody has heard the story, this is how I came to terms with my anxiety. I decided to, whenever I'm anxious about something, I thank it. And I say, you're great. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for trying to be my friend and keep me safe, but there's no tiger chasing me right now mm -hmm. you can go back to bed i'm okay you're okay it's a separate entity i am not anxiety i am not anxious i have anxiety same thing with depression it is not a defining characteristic of you mm -hmm. it is something that you have it is something that's going to come in waves but it doesn't define you so you know don't ever let yourself fall into that trap of I'm just a depressed person. No, you have depression and you are a person. Totally separate things. You need to separate those two things. A friend of mine always used to say this, and maybe it's a well-known expression, but I only uh, know of one person who said it often. It was, don't forget in the darkness what you know to be true in the light. Right? Like all the stories that you're telling yourself when you're there, it's temporary. You're going to get through this round and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. And you just have to let it run its course like any flu or cold or any other sickness that you're going to get. It's something that you're going to catch. It's something you're going to have, but it is not you. Right. And what do we do when we're sick with the flu? Keep work. I mean, rest. <laughs> work harder, rest. do more. Keep pushing. Oh, no, I've got that all wrong. Go into the office while sick. <laughs> Sneeze Wait. on your closest colleagues. There's one thing that came of COVID. I love the fact that nobody comes to the office That's sick right. anymore. Or goes to the office in general. It's the greatest thing ever. I know. Actually, that, that is the really nice part. On the flip side, though, now since I'm working from home, if I am really sick, I still work. Right. It's, it's because you can so still work in bed. It's just uh, doesn't doesn't quite work the same. 
All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. I hope that this has somehow uh, either introduced you to what it is like for your loved ones who live with depression, or if you yourself deal with it, that you found uh, a companion, that you found that you're a little bit less alone in this journey. If this has been helpful for you or maybe helpful for someone you know, please share this episode with them or share it in your social media feed. You never know when just sharing something like this can make a big impact on somebody else. But we are going to get out of here. Our next episode will be available at thefitmess.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.